Hey there, I'm Josh. And I'm Jade. And on this episode of Our Taste is Trash, we review the animated musical Encanto, discuss why Peacemaker might be one of the best shows ever, and introduce a brand new show segment, Hot Takes. So remember to rate, review, and follow wherever you listen. Stick around. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. And welcome again to Our Taste is Trash. And the reason I'm saying again, Jade, is because uh, we just had a minor recording malfunction. Probably our best show ever that we just recorded that oh, yeah. no one will ever hear no. because it's deleted now. Gone to the, t- <laughs> <laughs> to the internet. To the Mac trash can, wherever that is. Okay, well, uh, Jade, you know, I think very briefly, I should let our viewers know something. We we have to just, so just sit down if you're not in your car already. Jade, mm-hmm. I'm hoping this time to avoid something very embarrassing in the show. Oh, what would that be? Uh, well, apparently, Jade, <laughs> my phone has been vibrating and going off during the show and causing some real stress to oh, some of our listeners. God, I, I can't say that I've noticed. <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't even notice it because I edit the shows, Jade, and I like listen to most of the audio just to really make sure that we're saying the right things and mm-hmm. you know cutting out those awkward silences. You know, really, our show's like seventeen <laughs> hours long. People don't know that, but yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. just cut out all the weird stuff that doesn't make any sense, and then <laughs> try to make it about an hour. But. Uh, yeah, it's apparently my phone, because it's just, I guess I don't notice it, because I think it's my phone already when I'm listening to the podcast, so it's like a little bzz, bzz. Oh, my God. But apparently it's loud enough, because normally I keep my phone on the desk, so we can kind of keep track of the time of yeah. our segments, which, because, you know, we're, we try to be professional. Sure, yeah, yeah, a little yeah, bit. Yeah. I mean, you know, kind of. So <laughs> hopefully we're like 87% sure that that won't happen during the show. Yeah. <laughs> Phones are on Do Not Disturb. Yes. So hopefully you shouldn't be hearing any vibrating. And yeah, so, so nothing. You can totally write into Josh. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag Josh's vibrator. Yes. <laughs> I think we might get... Uh... That might, actually, don't Google that. Don't, yeah, don't yeah. do that. <laughs> anyway, Jade, in an unprecedented move on this show, we're going to do for two weeks in a row... Wow. Jade's Rex. So, Jade... You got a lot of recommendations this week. I know you've just been marathoning shows and movies. Yes. What's on what's what's on deck today? All right. So really, this is just kind of some new shows that I came across that I just got put out. So um, I'm only in the early stages of all of them. But I just started watching The Cleaning Lady on Fox. Um, this is about a woman who's an immigrant. She is Cambodian and Filipino, um, mm. and she's from the Philippines. And she's a doctor there, and she is um, illegally in the U.S. because she's trying to find – or she's there for a specialized doctor to help her son who has this immune issue who basically will die if he does not get this, like, medical help. So she works illegally as a, as a cleaning lady – until during one of her, you know, cleanings at this like underground fight club, she accidentally witnesses his murder by this like, um, you know, gang. Jeez. And so they go to kill her as a witness, but then she's like, no, I can clean this up so that the cops will never find any evidence. So they're like, okay. And she does such a good job that the guy ends up bringing her on as like their cleaning lady who cleans up after all their, you know, hit messes. And um, so, but in the meantime, he ends up, 
kind of becoming her help in terms of like getting medical help for her son. But now the FBI is on to her as well. So this is um, a really good drama. And I think like this is really interesting so interesting. far. I like how yeah. you're just not afraid to dive into network TV shows because like 90% <laughs> of the time, if I like see a preview, even if it's so good, I'm like, oh, it's on CBS. It's on Fox. I I'm out. I, I I'm do out. try to give them a chance. So every so often they will give me a good one. So, you know, I, I go for it. Um, the next one, another network show is called Pivoting. It has three actresses that I really love. Um, it's uh, Jennifer Goodwin, mm. Eliza Coop, and Maggie Q. And it's basically these three women who are best friends. Their college best friend dies, and they it sparks a change in all of their lives. It's like a little sitcom comedy, kind of funny, kind of cute. You know, it's it's easy watch. Nice. Very easy watch. Um, okay. And the next one is Single Drunk Female, which is on Freeform, which used to be ABC Family. I was going to say, wait, that sounds familiar. Yeah. Like, I feel like I've seen a preview or heard of this show a little yeah. bit. Yeah. So it's this uh, young woman who basically realizes she's an alcoholic after she gets arrested for uh, accidentally assaulting her boss. And then she gets fired. So she has to move back home to Boston. And now she's going through this AA program. And it's really kind of about like her changing her life, making up for mistakes in the past. Um, it's supposed to be kind of comedic. It's not bad so far. It's not, I mean, you know, it's yeah. like, it's a freeform show, so you kind of get what you get. <laughs> I will say, though, if you're looking for something with this storyline, Louder Milk on Amazon Prime is... Louder Milk? Louder Milk. Louder Milk, okay. Yeah, totally worth it. Highly recommend on Amazon Prime. It's a, a slightly older show. They have about three seasons. Um, and then I also, <clears throat> Josh, Uh-oh. watched the first season of Succession. Oh, wait, but... Jade, I think we're going to introduce a new segment here oh, called yes. Hot Take. All right. So this is Jane's hot take on secession. I'm really excited for this because <laughs> this is probably, I, 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 you know, I've been here as the truther on succession yes. week after week because I, I firmly believe, whether you like the story or not, I, I firmly believe it's probably one of the best acted shows on television right now. So I'll just start at the top saying definitely the acting is phenomenal. I mean, these are people at the top of their game. Um, that being said, Uh-oh. oh no, <laughs> this show is so boring. <laughs> I want to claw my eyes out. Like I was physically exhausted watching one hour episode i was literally like where is this going what am i watching what's the plot here like why am i supposed to care about these people and what's happening and i also feel like the all the talk of the the bullshit of their business i'm like i don't even know what you're talking about like i don't care about whatever's happening with your company right now because this is all fucking made up it's not even real and these are billionaires josh and to be frank I don't give a fuck about billionaires. I do not feel sympathy for you. You're supposed to hate all the characters, by yes, the way. You, there's no character you're supposed to identify with. Like I, I have like people ask me like, oh, who's your favorite? I'm like, there isn't one. They're, they're all terrible. They're all the worst. Yes, they're and all the absolute worst in their own way. I just at one point I almost gave up watching even the first season because after what Logan did to Kendall, I was so Oh, it's terrible. disgusted, like physically disgusted. And when I tell you, like I cried heavily because I was like JD gets worse in the later seasons. No, I, it gets worse. I read all the synopses yeah. of all the episodes because I was like, is it worth it to go past one season? It, it only gets worse. To me, 
it's not worth it. <laughs> I mean, to push your kid back into an addiction that could possibly kill him is like the grossest thing. I literally like I cried so hard because I was like addiction is not something to be trifled with. And like that to me was like, you're a fucking disgusting human being. Like, That's why all these are the t- worst. All of these th- people are the, the worst. worst. Yeah. Yeah. So um, to me, I was like, this is not worth my time. <laughs> I would rather folk like I would literally rather watch that freeform show. Um, a million times over than succession. I mean, I'm sorry. It's- you know what? Honestly, I wish I could say I disagree with you. I don't. And here's why. Like, <laughs> it is a show about nothing. Like, I know that's the, the Seinfeld is. moniker, but like, no. it is really a show. It, I mean, you. I think you only really enjoy the show. This is the reason I enjoy it. If you enjoy political, thr- like this is very much to me in the same vein as like a political thriller. Like if you like House hate. of Cards, exactly. Well, I think that's just it. I think yeah. if you're the type of viewer, if you like political thrillers, if you like, I don't know, I'm trying to think of some good example. Like House of Cards, the one is just sticking in my mind. But like in those shows, for the most part, nothing really happens. No, it's just about the relationships with people. No, I hate it. I and hate like it so, so <laughs> that, and that's just what it is. It's just people being terrible. And like I said, it's the oh acting God. is fantastic. The, but like you're the right, worst the story one there isn't a story. It's when they're at the hospital. The entire oh, episode. Yes. And nothing is happening. And I was like, I literally I was like, if this man doesn't code at some point, like I don't know what to do. Like this is so boring. Like I don't know. I hate it. Um, what, so, do you, what do you think of what do you think of the Culkin brother in this? Uh, I, I always want to call him Rory. I don't know why. I always, no, it's Kieran, not Rory. It's Kieran. Yeah, Kieran is fantastic. His he's hair really good, right? Roman's the worst. Oh, <laughs> well, they're all the worst. But yes, he's the worst. He's kind of the worst of the worst because he's always flip flopping. He's always flip flopping yes. all the time. Well, he's just he's weak minded. He his the, the sexuality portion of him oh, is like it, and, and that also gets worse in the yes, later season is like uh, abhorrent in some ways and just like yeah but i think kieran does a fantastic job portraying this character yes. and so like i can definitely i think it's the him. best some of the best acting we've seen out of kieran oh 100 percent. like and, and, and this actually makes me want to see more things out of him like later down the road i'd love yeah. to see him in more things and more shows because i really think also, he's showing his chops here what is so fascinating is you lambasted so much like you wanted brian cox like you we voted him as like yeah. what best did, in the so wait, did you not think brian cox is is brian at the top of his cox game? is being brian cox really you think this, so oh my See, god here, did, so like did, i i would just say i know you don't want to continue on there there are a handful of episodes i'll go back and find them in in this last season i think that's why where he starts to go really crazy maybe and that i think to me is like because it's so emotional because you're you're watching the show and you know how terrible he is right in the first season he is he's getting to the point where he's like crazy because he's had he had like a urinary infection. So like yeah. it's going to his brain at one point in the show. So oh my you God. so they think he's being Logan in parts of like season three. But in parts, he's actually insane. And like you can't tell the difference as an audience member or as the people surrounding him. They're like, is he being him? Well, then maybe, yeah, I was gonna say, maybe then that's, that's probably what, you know, you might be deserving of. At least season one, I was kind of like, he just is like kind of Brian Cox He is. Here. It's really the later seasons where I think he, he elevates, like, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that is my hot take on Succession. I'm sorry <laughs> if like, that's your favorite show, but it's just not for me. I'm sorry. Um. Also, <laughs> I watched Eternals finally. Oh, no. <sighs> I'm not excited for this, Jade. Like, John- I, I've been putting it off because already like a movie i was excited about like shang chi let me down so like is it this is three hours of your life you're never getting oh no um Mm. like it you have to watch it i think to understand certain things that are gonna be happening in the new phases of marvel 
Um, but holy shit, Kumail Nanjiani carried that entire movie on his back. Him and the actor that plays his valet are I Josh, I would watch an entire movie of just these two characters like Kingo trying to fight off like deviants or like villains and then basically his valet uh just filming it. Like mm. they have this bit that happens where so they're in um this cult where uh God, all her names are so complex and stupid. It doesn't matter. Half the people who are listening aren't going to watch it anyway. Whatever. Dru- <laughs> I think his name's like Druid, Druid. I don't know. Something stupid. Druig. And anyways, the Deviants are like, they're just like these monster creatures are coming in. They're fighting them. So Camille Gianni's character, King, is fighting them. And so his valet, um, who, gosh, let me see if I could find his name. But um, so he's been kind of filming them this entire time because yeah. King goes like, He's a Bollywood actor, and he's like, oh, this is going to be, like, a really good, like, documentary of, like, us saving the world, yada, yada. So, Karun. So, Karun, Karun has, like, his camera, and at one point it breaks, and then he pops out <laughs> another one, and they're like, Karun, where did you get a second camera? And he's like, always have a backup. And then, like, so then even King goes like, Karun, you have to run. Like, stop filming, go. And then after Kingo kills this one deviant, he's like, Karun, did you get that? And he's like, yes, sir, I got it. <laughs> Like, oh my god, I want to watch these two. But like outside of that, everything else, like Angelina Jolie was such a weird choice. And don't get me wrong, she does a good job, but yeah. she doesn't fit, I think. I think Marvel does this really good job of getting actors that I think um not, they're not like B-list, but they're not like I just feel like Angelina Jolie is at this tier of acting level that like they she's just, an she's an A list actor who doesn't have to be in anything she doesn't want to be in. Exactly, right? like, like she's she like is. mega level A list to yeah. me. I think one hundred percent. You know, and same with like Selma Hayek, who is also a very weird choice. I think to anyone me. that you can tell your mention a name to your parents and yes. they know who it is. Thank you. That's because they I are beyond A list. Like, like, people like most people kind of know Richard Madden and Kit Harington. They would know his face, but they wouldn't yes. recognize his name. Jimmy Chan, but like again, they're not necessarily household names. Like none of these, like even no. Camille Nanjiani, like they're not really household names. Like you, some people will know them and really excited about them but not everyone but when it comes to Angelina Jolie and Selma Hayek like you know who that is it was a weird choice um anyways the whole thing was it felt useless to me and also they tried to create all these excuses for these characters in the story as to why they weren't involved in anything else happening with the Avengers and the Ugh. rest of the MCU and I was like this is just not needed we don't need the Eternals we don't need this or how about you make it a separate universe? Yeah. Why, We've why already does, established that there are mul- the multiverse. Like, exactly. I think that's what's annoying me now is like you have all these things trying to tie themselves into canon. And you're like, yeah, maybe in the in the books or in the, the comic Comics, series but- it was. But this is like to me, the movie universe is separate. It so is. like do whatever you want. It is separate. Do whatever you want to it. Exactly. And then here's the worst part to me. The, you know, like they always have that in credit sequence, yeah, or whatever. Yeah. So clearly, Kit Harrington's character is going to become the Black Knight, and then someone talks to him off screen, and it's fucking Blade. Why is Blade in this? Why is he in this? I was excited for the Blade movie, but where does Blade fit in the fucking MCU? Like, it makes no sense to me. Make it be its own separate thing. Why is Blade there with Eternals? I don't know. I'm so mad about this, Josh, because Blade is one of my favorite characters. And, like, I just... Why? Why? You know, I'm just going to come to you when I see something in a movie later on that I don't understand that references the Eternals, because I most likely am never going to watch this. Don't watch it, and I'll just tell you. Um, So, (laughs) but anyways. Movie review. First look. Encanto. Encanto. Oh, I'm... 
I'm excited about this. So, Jade, I, I had seen this movie before, I have to admit. Uh, same. So I did watch it, but I was like, you know, it was so good. We were talking about it. I was like, we, we haven't done a musical yet. We haven't done an animation. And this just seems like the right movie to do. Yeah. What's just some of your first thoughts on this on this show? I mean, for a Disney original that's non-Pixar, I think this was really well done. It's a pretty original story, and I loved that they focused on, um, you know, the Colombian culture, and they also have Afro-Latinos in here, uh, which is a great, you know, representation. Uh, Of course, we have the music by Lin-Manuel Miranda, who... (laughs) You know, it's funny when I first watched it the first time, yeah. I didn't know it was him. Neither did I. And and as soon as like, it was like, I think it was the Bruno song. And I was like, this is Lin-Manuel Miranda. Oh. And I was like, I think this is it. And Mine then I, was the Pressure song. And I was like. Yeah. Oh, was that before? I can't remember. the. So it was. That was right. Yeah, yeah. I think you're right. It was one of those. I remember just going, I turned to my wife and I was like, is this Lin-Manuel? And I remember Googling I, it. I, I was like, yep, yeah, there I it is. I looked up on IMDb. And I typically am so sorry. Um don't like Lin-Manuel Miranda or his songs. So I, I know, I know. It's the same thing over and over again. It's, like, it honestly is. Yeah. Like, you can tell his music because he repeats themes yes. and this his style of music in everything that he writes. Constantly. Yeah, um, which is not good or bad. I mean, I think he's a yeah. decent Plus, I just, songwriter. I hate when you just interject yourself into your own things. Like, he is always <laughs> in all of his, he he was in Hamilton. He I thought that's the lead. Like, hello. And yeah. then, you know, in the Heights, like all that stuff. So this was the first one that he was not in at all. He didn't lend his voice. And I was like, thank God. Um, <laughs> but I did enjoy the music. So I, you know, I, I think it's great. I, I honestly think, and I'll reserve some of my thoughts for, you know, after the break. But I mean, I think that as far as Disney goes, this is going to be one of those classics that we're going to put up there alongside Aladdin, Lion King, Beauty and the Beast. Like, I, yeah. I think it's going to go up there. I think like, this is the new generation. It's classic. A hundred percent. And yeah. I think there's been a few movies that have come out in the last few years that oh, maybe yeah. you could argue for. But to me, in all the movies that I've seen, this one seems to be one that we're going to be talking about that, like, we might, you know, our kids oh might show their kids. Well, this is already all over TikTok. So. Oh, my God. I, I, I'm not convinced <laughs> that that's just people enjoy it. I think there's a combination of people enjoying it. But I think Disney's behind some of that. I think he, they are reaching out to creators. Like, I think it's ingenious <laughs> marketing so? because Disney is genius. Well, I'm not going to say people don't like it. Like, because I, I think they do. I almost feel like they intentionally left the ending ambiguous could for be. people to pick it apart and analyze it. But I, I agree with that. You know, before we go to break, though, Jade, I do want to bring up one more thing yes. before we, we go to break. You, I finally started watching it, Jade. I finally, this week, Peacemaker. Oh, it is probably. Yes. Jade, I'm going to say, because you know what? I, I know what people are going to say. Because I, I'm this person, Jade. I love to judge things. No, I know. Before I even watch them, because oh, I'm that person. <laughs> It's another superhero show, right? And and like you're, I'm always, because we're just so oversaturated with DC and Marvel. I mean, you just talked about Eternal. I mean, a lot of it's trash now. Like a lot of, or it's just, it's just average. It's just average. Nothing exciting. This, forget the fact, Jade, I'm going to say it right now, that it is (laughs) a superhero TV show. This might be one of the best shows, not just of the year. I'm going to say it's going to be one of the best shows of the year for sure. Oh, yeah. It's probably the best shows I've seen in five or six years. Like, it's amazing. It is. Yes. It's so much more than I ever thought it could be. Like, I'm hooked. I was already excited when I heard they were making a Peacemaker TV show and James Gunn was writing it. And then 
now watching it, I'm like, yes, this is everything I want in a show. What? This is like Deadpool and the Suicide Squad had a baby. Uh, like, I mean, it yeah. is, mm-hmm. it's so far, like, I mean, if you look on IMDb, <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's, it. this is made for adults. This is not a kid show at all. So do not like, God, it, who is showing kid, this to I'm just saying, I, I think that people see the superhero <laughs> moniker and they're, like, and they're like, oh yeah, Timmy, you kids. can watch that. Like, do not let your kids watch this. Like, <laughs> if you look on IMDb, it is like severe language, new. <laughs> Nudity, drug use, like every category, it is severe, but it is for adults. And I mean, John Cena, this is his best acting ever. Like, I I used to just think that, I mean, I think this is with a lot of wrestlers, honestly, like, yeah, they can perform. And yeah. they're decent. Like John Cena's always played jobs that, as yeah. wrestlers. He's always played that funny guy, like that uh, quirky kind of like in a lot kind of, of movies goofy, he's in. Stupid. Or the action hero, you know, which yes. is I feel like what all wrestlers are doing that's kind of the pipeline you start out as the action hero because you're billed and then you move into comedy his acting in this it's is so good his comedic timing is better than like i mean i would put him up against most actors on the a-list right now like it is so good and intuitive just his character he's better than will smith (laughs) (laughs) will smith hasn't been great i argue this all the time like since the early 2000s like he has yeah. been the same character and it's lazy yeah. and like that's why i hate that he won an award like yeah. i i love like will like, smith it was great at one time and we yeah. love will smith but like not he's just not yeah. anymore like yeah this and is genius i listened to the companion podcast to this for peacemaker and they interviewed james gunn and james gunn said that john cena had a very large hand in helping develop the peacemaker character and um he said that a lot of like the weird like sexual things about him and kind of his like attitude all came from john cena and i was like i 100 percent believe that and also i feel like it's such a smart move when directors and writers consult the actors as well because i think you know they get into the mind of the characters and i think they have strong choices that sometimes can read better than what you would write on a you know piece of paper like listen I, I think, especially in season two, like, uh, was it Henry Cavill? 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 He's amazing for that Witcher role. Like, we've talked about him on the show. Oh, yeah. I think that he's perfect. But, like, John Cena, I think, has the same passion, but is better. Yeah. Like, and, and I wouldn't say that because Henry is fucking amazing. Like, he's yeah. an amazing actor. John Cena's better. Like, it, he's perfect for this role. I mean, Oh my god! I'm trying to think of some of the amazing lines. Like, I think the interaction between John Cena and the and the actor who plays Vigilante oh, are some Freddy of the best Stroma. scenes. Freddy, the two of them together. My favorite is where, like when he uh, Vigilante breaks into his trailer, and then John Cena's <laughs> like, "Oh my god, dude! I know it's your dick. I know your dick is out." And then you're like, "No, Vigilante's like, no, I swear it's not. Just look. If you look, I swear to you, I would never show you my you're, dick. You're gonna pitch a load on me." And I'm like, "Oh my god, what the." It just keeps elevating. Like you think it's it, it's terrible, and it just keeps getting worse. Just, like, like I oh sorry, it's, I literally laugh so hard in this show, like I cry. I so there's also like these kind of weird, tragic, violent moments. Like not not to the boys level of like you, right. you watch the boys where it's just like gore everywhere, yeah. but like there's a part where you know. Uh, Peacemaker is struggling because he has to kill this entire family. And, and there's supposed to be like these weird robot butterfly things. But he's sitting there and he's like not understanding why he has to kill this entire family. And then <laughs> his buddy, 
Vigilante just taps him. And he's like, him. "Buddy, let me get, let me get in there, Why buddy. Don't you just move on over." And he and he takes a sniper rifle and just caps two eight year olds like, in the humming. face. Like he's like, and I'm like, "Oh my god!" He just shot an eight year old in the face. God, Vigilante is such a great addition to this show. It's so good. So good. Like I thought it was gonna be terrible, and then you know, oh Jade, we haven't even talked about, and we're running out of time here, but like we, the opening sequence of this show. So I, I, an intro person. So Jade, tell me if you're on the same page here. Whenever I watch a show, I like to give the intro. When I watch the first episode, yeah. I like to give it because you just want to know shot. what the intro is. You want to know what it is. Yep. You like to see it. You know, sometimes you know you get a little treat. Like you know, yes. remember Game of Thrones? They change their opening season to season yeah. to show the different map areas, and like that's mm-hmm. kind of fun. You want to watch that from episode few, to episode. There's quite a few shows that will kind of do that. Yeah. This. How would you describe the opening intro? Because I oh I will, I refuse to it's, skip it. It is so amazing. Um, so it's basically, it's got this like 1980s glam rock music happening. Yes. Oh, and then God. It, the set is kind of like the old aerobics like sets also from the 1980s. It really does. With like the lighting. It and also reminds stages. me a little bit of Batman from like the 60s a little bit. You know uh, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then the dancing quizzes is like very bizarre interpretive style dance, but everyone's faces are so Stone serious. cold. Like, and like yeah. this is where the humor comes in because of this and uh i i guess james gunn had said that the intro will eventually start changing with the storyline so he specifically said like make sure to watch the intro every time (laughs) so i'm like yeah i I will but it's i mean what i love about too is because it reflects exactly the show where everything is underscored with this 1980s like glam rock hair metal and like I've said this before with Cobra Kai. Like, if you give me cheesy 80s, I'm here for it. But this is cheesy 80s in an amazing way. Because you're not just playing, like... I don't know. I'm trying to think of some like Python or something. Yeah, you're not playing Python. You are playing these like Cinderella. Like, I mean, (laughs) yes, people know who that is, but a little bit. Some people who enjoy 80s, but I mean, they are going deep cut like 80s glam music. Like, as we know, James Gunn and music, like Guardians of the Galaxy, like it's his thing. Like hands down, like this is James Gunn, and and we we love this is best. Thank you. Yes, yes. best work easily. Like, feel like he's at a place in his career where studios are like. Do what you need to do. And HBO, I think yeah. I questioned something like this being on HBO because you know how things can go. I mean, HBO is very hit or miss these days. Like yeah. they can really have some great stuff. Like Succession. Exactly. <laughs> but, but like, you know, they HBO too just kind of likes to go, okay, if you could throw enough dick and enough, you know, murder, we're in. And I'm yeah. like, are they just going to kill a bunch of people and it's going to be like the boys on Amazon Prime? No, not at all. They just said James Gunn. We trust you. Yep. We want you to make this awesome. And he's like, say got no it. fucking more. <laughs> like, I got this. Ian, I'll just one last thing, Jane, because I could talk about this for hours. Yeah. Eagerly. Uh, Amazing. The best pet sidekick <laughs> ever. ever. He is an eagle. He yeah. is an eagle named Eagly who hugs, flat out hugs John Cena when I he love- sees him. <laughs> Peacemaker t- tells Adebayo and he's like, he gave me a hug. And she was like, an eagle hugged you? <laughs> eagle hugged. I have a hard time believing that. And he's like, okay. Like, <laughs> oh, Jane, well, I know I said one last thing about seven times, but like the opening sequence, going back to that, I remember that you had a little panic attack when you first saw the opening sequence because of one of the actresses. <gasps> I thought she was Tavi Gevinson from Gossip Girl, <laughs> the, so hardcore. Um, I forget who she's, she's played by, but essentially yeah, I thought she was like Miss Keller from Gossip Girl and I was about to be like can I like 
I don't think I can watch the show. <laughs> like I was like literally freaking out because I was like, if she's in it, like I that's can't, I it. can't do it. Um, but no, it's not her. Thank the Lord. Actually, and you had said this, Josh. Like if that same actress who plays Hardcore could play Miss Keller on Gossip Girl, I think it would vastly improve. Oh, it would. I was, I was, I was thinking when you said that, I was like, oh my God, if this actress played her on Gossip Girl, it would elevate that show a billion times. Yeah, like absolutely amazing. But all right, whew, all right. Got so, it. so, so the recommendation here. One, if you watch nothing else ever on any of the recommendations that we have on this show watch peacemaker you will not regret it 100 i don't care what you like it's amazing right, yeah. right. oh that's it 100 100 all right so we're gonna take a quick break and we're gonna come back and tell you all about our review of the disney plus film encanto yes Our feature presentation. Many years ago, this candle blessed our family with a miracle. Our house, our casita, came to life with magic. Hola, casita. Floors! Floors! Let's go! In time, every member of our family... Cecilia, up top! ...was given their own magical gift. you i'm not super strong like luisa the donkey's got out again on it or effortlessly perfect like senorita perfecta isabella but mama why am i the only one that didn't get a gift you're just as special as anyone else in this family you just healed my hand with an arepa con queso Encanto is our movie this week, which is now on Disney Plus. And, you know, Jay, just to dive right into things here, Mm -hmm. this is very much a Disney movie because there's only one parent and one of the parents dies. Tragically, we find out, which I feel like is very in the vein of Disney. Yeah. So Abuela, her husband, he dies at the very beginning. And that's what sets off the whole charm, the Encanto, um, that starts the entire story, essentially. And... Yeah, it is. It is very Disney. There's uh, usually either one parent or no parents. <laughs> you know, and what I thought was different about this one, we should also. Oh, I also want to. We should probably read the IMDb uh, description because I have a funny little story about that that would have helped me if I had read it. But this one seems a little different from a lot of Disney movies. I mean, maybe besides for like the Lion King, and I'm thinking more Disney canon here. But like, mm. this is instead of single father, which tends to be more prevalent in Disney stories. Yeah. This is a single mother story, kind of. With it is. Abuela. Yeah, yeah. She's the one, she's, you know, ends up having to raise three uh, triplets, essentially, by herself. And, and then, you know, ends up creating this entire, like, village for everyone who escaped, I assume, conquistadors, maybe? But whoever is attacking them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Something like that. So, uh, Jade, read the description for IMDb, and then I have a funny... <laughs> you're you're going you're gonna to hate this, because... Right. So, <laughs> the description says, A young Colombian girl has to face the frustration of being the only member of her family without magical powers. So, Jade, I mentioned this the second time I watched it, and uh, it was funny, is me and my wife both picked the wrong groups of people when we watched this the first time i thought this was a story about mexicans at first i thought this was a mexican family my my we talked about this as we were watching it earlier and my wife goes no no no, this is 
they're Honduran. This is a Honduran <laughs> family. And I'm like, oh, maybe I just missed that. How? Literally, J- Jade, you're going to love this. Five minutes into yes. the movie, they go, they do a, a shot down the street of the town when they're singing yeah. that first song. It literally says Columbia. Columbia. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know how you confuse that. <clears throat> but um so uh yeah so pay attention uh, is my thing and <laughs> don't just make rash assumptions like myself well, they um, also have arepas, which they, I they do. Well, it's not Colombian, or sorry, I mean, it's not. Um, we, we live Mexican. in Tampa, though. I mean, arepa. Yeah, I know that's Colombian, kind of, but like it. It is. It's I also mean, served it's, in a lot of like, like, Latino like Argentina, and it is. I think in the Honduras too, but um, it's definitely not Mexican. No, it's not Mexican. No, but so that should have <laughs> been, been my first clue. <laughs> It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> but uh, you know, uh, this was this was a really fun movie. Like it, I mean, obviously, if you're on TikTok, like Jade and I are, <laughs> it's all over. Like everyone oh has God. an opinion on this movie, and, and really theory. because I, I feel like for most people, you can identify with one member of the family at least. Oh, absolutely. You know what I mean? Because you have a little bit of everything. You have the stressed out over, older sibling that's trying to take on some of that responsibility mm-hmm. of like the family. You have. You know, Mirabelle, which just screams middle, middle child. child. Oh, my God. Thank you. Like, middle child energy. Yeah. You have the perfect child. You have kind of the ADHD one, like the one that changes all the oh, personalities Camilo. all the time. It's like, you know, and then you have the youngest. It's the favorite. I mean. The baby. Yeah, the baby. Everyone like, loves. So, and then, I mean, you have an overbearing parental figure. You have some fun aunts and uncles. Like, it really just is a mix of everything. But, Jade, you'll, you'll appreciate this. I saw a video about this. And it's it's this woman who's saying, oh, I just watched Encanto with my my husband and apparently there are people that don't have trauma associated with their childhood because he not only didn't relate to any of the characters in the movie but also uh i had to explain it to him afterwards and i was like are there just people that what must that be like are are those normal people like i mean i'm not gonna say i had a bad childhood or anything like that but like you know i can relate with the struggles of some of of these (laughs) (laughs) yeah uh, I just don't know what that's like. Just to be like, I don't, I don't relate to any of these people. I'm like, you, you've never been stressed that's about. Yeah, it's insane. Like, I think I'd be concerned. None I'd of be your like, family has given you like a backhanded compliment. If my wife had said that, I would have been like, we should probably get divorced because I think you might be a psychopath. <laughs> like, like of the you're a like psychopath. American you're gonna mur- psycho level. You're gonna murder me in my yeah. sleep. Like 100. Mm-hmm. percent No question. Like one day you're just gonna just I'm gonna be standing there in the kitchen, just stab me in the chest. Are like, you a sociopath? <laughs> <laughs> So, okay, let's just let's jump before we go into just, you know, theming and everything else like that. Yeah. Favorite song, Jade? Because there's so many to uh, choose from here. Um, To be honest, I feel like the, I don't know the exact name of it, but the Pressure song. Oh, yeah. It's um, good. From Louisa. It's solid. It's probably my favorite. I think one, the... Trip, 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 trip. Then it never <laughs> stops. Um, yeah, I think the beat of that is really good. And then I also personally really loved the... Um, the story behind it, basically, oh, yeah. how she, because I feel like it, even though, yes, it's it's a little specific to being like the older sister carrying the weight of the family, but also I think everyone has that feeling of like, you know, you feel like there's this pressure on you to constantly take on other people's For sure. problems and issues and, and things like that. And I just felt like that was such a, a really great representation of that emotion. No, you know, what's funny is the first time I watched it, I think watching it twice gave me a better appreciation for that song. Like the first Same. time I was like, mm-hmm. eh, like it kind of, it kind of, <laughs> but then it like grows on you and you're like, Ooh, okay, I can get into this. Like yeah. I can get into the song. It might sound cheesy because I think it's, 
everyone's favorite, but the Bruno song for me. It is everyone's favorite. It's so I good. I like it, but it's definitely not my... <sighs> you know what's funny to me, too? And, and you're going to, again, you're going to laugh. And I knew it wasn't him. But you know the the husband in the song? Uh, I think his name is Felix. Yeah, Felix. When he started singing his portion of that song where he's like, we don't talk about Bruno, I thought it was Josh Gad. I oh thought it was Josh because it sounds like Josh. Like, like if you close your eyes and rewatch that scene, <laughs> well, that's because it sounds very Josh, Josh Gad. Gad does the talk singing. He does. That's very common in like Broadway. And I think the actor Mauro Castillo um, does that he, same, he does that same cadence, talk singing. Like, yeah, like, but I, I could just picture Josh Gad like it for some reason in that character. If he like, had any sort of like Latin or Hispanic heritage, they would have. I think personally. <laughs> oh my god. Oh man, but uh, you know, I, one thing I, I'm going to come back to in this is I think they did an excellent job in this movie. Once again, I, did, I discovered it was Colombian, but mm-hmm. even so. <laughs> This is a very interesting take on, I think, uh, you know, the, the Latin community because there isn't just like Mirabelle. Let's take her mm-hmm. character for a second. I feel like her skin color is very representative of what most people, if you said picture like like a Latina person or a Hispanic mm-hmm. person, like what do they look like? And I feel like Mirabelle would be very close to what most people would assume. Right. What I love about this movie is the broad spectrum that they represent. Yeah, because you have, so I think like Peppa is very pale skinned with reddish hair. And then we have her husband, Felix, and then, of course, her children, which are Afro-Latino. Then there's also Isabella, who I think has the more indigenous features of, like, the indigenous, like, Latinos and, like, Hispanic people. And I think, like, the family as a whole, just as you said, is a great representation of, like, all the different types of races that you find within the Hispanic and, like, Latin communities, which is nice that Disney actually thought about that. Yeah. No, it's nice because, you know, like I said, I think too often in movies, especially when we were growing up, you know, in the 90s or 2000s, (laughs) like even if you did like a Mulan or something like that, a lot of times you'd have some of those characters being voiced by white actors or, you know, not ethnically diverse, you know, and and at least you you looked on the entire list of this. I mean, I, I went through and looked at all these actors. I mean, they are all of. Hispanic descent. And I'm like, well, this is great. Not, like, but like even like the Afro Latino like uh characters and Afro- yeah. they themselves are also like the actors are also Afro Latino. Like they very specifically kept everyone like matching their characters, which I thought was great because it opens the doors for other actors who match these descriptions to come in and play these roles. And I think there are definitely like cultural things that kind of get mixed into that. I mean the movie's pretty universal. I think most people can relate to it no matter what your cultural background. Yeah. But I think them having that background just personally mm-hmm. help lend themselves to some of these characters and some of the emotion behind it and just the storytelling overall. And it made for what we got here, which is, I think, something really special and something that I think we're actually going to be talking about. I mean, I think Pixar and Disney have been making amazing stuff here, mm-hmm. you know, really been making great stuff the last couple of years. But to me, this is one of the first movies that's really stood out in the last few years where I'm like, this is something yeah. that we're going to add. And if we still had, you know, VHS, this would be next <laughs> part to of the collection. This would be part of the VHS collection. Like, well, and I think, uh, and I read this in, you know, some of the trivia, I think a big part of it was they had done a research trip to Columbia and they had multiple tour guides and they visited many different cities. They visited major cities like, you know, like Bogota. And then they also visited Bogota. Yeah. <laughs> Bogota. Tapas. My Spanish is horrible, so I know, which is crazy. Someone with Carrasco, (laughs) Carrasco, yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> Meanwhile, very German last yeah. name. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like, uh, but they also visited, visited smaller villages and kind of saw all the different, you know, like types of areas and, and, you know, cultures with even within Colombia. And I think they just did a really good job of how, trying to really represent that and really bring in true representations of the culture. Now, obviously, I'm not Colombian, so I can't 100% say that it was like maybe the best or I, I don't know what criticisms personally I could have. But uh, for me, that's what I saw in it. No, I totally agree. And, you know, going back to what I think makes this movie special is much like a lot of the, I feel like, canon Disney movies, there's something in it both for adults. Like, there's some adult mm-hmm. humor that you really catch as you get older. And then there's stuff that I think, ki- like, obviously, I know people whose kids have seen this and, like, they love it. Like, they love the songs and the oh, dancing yeah. and the colors. My niece and, and nephew are obsessed. But, like, <laughs> like after the first song, I, I think it's a perfect example of this. When they're talking about the gifts and how magical this family is, you have that scene with Mirabelle and the little kids. And they're like, yeah, don't, she doesn't have a gift. And she's like... Oh, you must be so sad. And she's like, um, no, no, it's great. My favorite line is, maybe your gift is being in denial. denial. I written down. So did so I. Funny. And I was like, wow, burn. Burned by a little kid. Just like, wow. Like wicked fucking burn. I would go home and cry. I would have just like given up. I if some like, child said that to me, I'd been like, you're right. Oh my, oh my God. And it's like, fucking. Hate my life. <laughs> so I, I was thinking about this uh, too. Like speaking of, so obviously this whole movie is about a you know family who has these magical gifts that they're given because of this magical candle. Mm-hmm. Jim, what, what what talent would you want out of all of these gifts? Like, what would be your like go to here? Oh my god! I mean, <sighs> this is hard. It's hard, right? See, I, I'll give you mine. I'll give you a chance all to think right. about it. So like. I think there's a lot of underrated gifts in this movie. So, like, oh, yeah, obviously, the sure. big ones, there's the strong one, right? Like, okay, sure. Like, okay, that's fine. You got the perfect child who does this flower thing, and I guess whatever you want to say there. I feel like the animal one is thrown in there because that seems cool. I really think the mom's talent is the one that's underrated here. Oh, healing? She gets to bake goods that are delicious, and when you eat them, you're healed. Like, that, to me, like, I'll take that 100%. Like, that seems okay. pretty fantastic. So am I choosing a family's gift, not making one up? <laughs> yeah. Because no, if I'm choosing... Okay, I mean, okay. you can make one up if you want, but I was thinking, like, choosing the family gift. Because oh I feel like Peppa. Peppa? Because she controls the weather. Yeah, I'd be like Storm from X-Men. <laughs> Are you kidding me? She created a hurricane on her wedding day. I'd be like, don't fuck with me. Fuck, I will create <laughs> like, a I will literal drop hurricane. a tornado on your ass. Like, <laughs> for real, though. Like, <laughs> Also, uh, which one is the character? Is it Louisa, the one who can hear well? No. Um, Who's the one that can hear well? I can't remember which one it is. That is her cousin. Um, oh, yeah. It's not Louisa. It's... Um, no, because oh, Louisa's the strong What is her one. name? And, um, <laughs> I'm so sorry. Wow. We I know. Like, I'm trying to think. I just literally watched this. And I'm trying to think of what her name was. Dolores. Dolores. Yeah. She's a narc. Like, like, like there is... Like, I'm just... Uh, but okay. hear me out. She is <laughs> that sibling and i feel like everyone from a large family either had that sibling or had a cousin like this who would like eavesdrop and then immediately knock you out listen this is how i feel about dolores because she is burdened with the entire village's secrets and she knows because she can hear everyone in the town 
all the time, which is why it's I think... It's going to be annoying. It's exactly. just going to be annoying. And that's I, why, like, her talent, I'm like, ugh. Well, and that's what I'm saying is, like, I feel like she is... That's why I feel like they also make her very timid is because she is constantly on the precipice of, like, she knows everything about everyone and how everyone feels about each other. That's really hard. Yeah. And I also feel like they made a smart choice of her constantly whispering because I can't imagine if you can hear that far when someone's up close talking to you yeah. in a normal like voice it's gonna be ridiculous it's gotta be so loud so i feel like it was kind of smart for her to whisper but that's how i view her like i felt her greatest burden was knowing everyone's secrets even like she knew bruno was there the entire time in the walls like she says at one point like i hear the rats speaking in that in the house oh, yeah. and that's actually bruno Bruno's gonna have the worst. That's the worst gift. I mean, I I'm sure it would be cool. Like most people, would be like, oh, it's cool to see the future. How but would like, you ever want to see the future. It, I think it would be exactly like Bruno. It'd just be annoying because you know what's gonna happen, kind of. But like, you don't, and I it could change. Saw and- Bruno as like Cassandra from Greek Myth, where mm. she predicts the future, but no one believes her. And like, I feel yeah. like for Bruno, it's kind of like he's like cursed with this thing of like he sees the future, but it's always negative and so then people are mad at him for being negative i'm like what's gonna happen whether or not he predicts it also speaking of the humor in this movie i i absolutely love the part where mirabelle discovers bruno like hiding in the walls <gasps> and he's like are you talking about rat puppet theater <laughs> well the rap of my favorite part is where he plays all the characters where oh he's, like, he's like Arnando. he's like well was it jorge patches the walls and he's like who's jorge I have Jorge. <laughs> I'm yeah, like, are yeah. you? No, wait, yeah. because, no, it goes, she, yeah, she's, he's like, Hernando patches all the walls. Yeah, Hernando, like, I am yeah. Hernando. Hernando. And then like, what she's the like, what? And then, he, and then he's like, I'm Jorge. I do the spackle. Really, like, she's like, you've been here a long time. I loved that. I also, <laughs> okay. Also, I just, can I say, in the grand scheme of the story, having now watched it for, you know, twice, twice? now, yeah. her family, as a whole, even her parents are kind of shitty because to her, yes, yes, because it's not up until the end even that anyone even sticks up for her. But like everyone, the way they talk to her, like at one point, like Abuela says, step aside, let the rest of the family do what they do best, and then like. Um, of course, when Antonio gets his gift and then go to take the family photo oh, and no one Jade, thinks to include Jade, her. That was the thing there. So so I, I want to unpack that because like, listen, I think everyone has kind of someone like you either have a fuck up in a family or you have like a that's insert name here. And, yeah. and it's just, you know, you have one of those, but like it's family, right? Like you always still include that person yes, and everything. Yeah. The shocking, the most shocking part was not the grandmother being rude to her. Cause like, look, we all have a, a well, you we know, know that someone she's, in the family, she's an the elder, main abuser. but you also have an elderly person sometimes that just is that person that's rude to fucking everyone. You're like, yeah, okay, I could yeah. accept that in the context of this movie. Right. The photo blew my mind, and I feel like that was that's, glossed over. But like, that's exactly like, look, it. I mean, like, Jade, have you ever been like a, a friend group? I feel like a lot of I've been in the situation where like you're with friends or something, and they all take a photo, and you're not in it, and you're yes. like, oh, and mm-hmm. you don't want to say anything because you don't want to be that person, but you're like, oh. You're like, oh, fuck. That would have been nice. That would have been fucking nice. But like, I couldn't imagine. Like, especially like a big family reunion, if like you were there and it was your family and everyone took a photo and you weren't yes. in it. Well, like, I'm saying it's like not what? even her parents were like, hey, where's Mirabelle? Hey, where's Mirabelle? Let's make sure Mirabelle's her fa- in it. Her father was normal and, and a decent human being. Yes. I can't believe he wasn't like, That's where the fuck is Mirabelle? Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, like it's who does that? insane to me. Then also, like, part where I didn't see, I didn't, um, 
realize this the first time I watched it, but the second time I realized that she's still sleeping in the fucking nursery. Yes. So she's been sharing yes. that room with every baby that's come along. Because they're like, you're not her. good enough to have your own fucking room. Yes, because you get your own room when you get your special door. Yeah. But I was like, you couldn't just put her in another. This is just obviously just room. a regular room. You yeah. couldn't just give her another regular room. Like, no. it's so rude. And I can't believe, again, her parents are just okay with this. Okay with this. Or they just basically back down from Abuela. <sighs> it's, 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 yeah, it's, it, it's 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 well, crazy and it's funny because the photo thing like we had just talked about how like that was a huge trigger yeah like, clearly because remember the cracks start happening right after that, that moment is true. and mirabelle sings her song basically about being left out and then the cracks in the house start uh, skipping ahead a little bit mm-hmm. <laughs> one of my favorite parts is when the house actually does start crumbling and mirabelle goes to save the camera and we see everyone running out of the house. Mm-hmm. I think it just speaks to Bruno's character again. My favorite part is like, he doesn't just like run out a door like everyone else or jump out a window. Mm-hmm. He puts a bucket on his head and yes. rams through a wall. <laughs> like I caught that the second time. I was like, because they're showing like Abuela's running out yeah, and like everyone's, everyone's like things. saving like themselves and like running at Mirabelle's grabbing the candle and <laughs> you see Bruno and he's like, bucket, wall. And you're like, dude, the door was right there. <laughs> like the door yes, was <laughs> lost his mind. <laughs> You know, you know what I did think oh was nice, though? And tell me if you agree with me here, Jade. What was nice is I, I think as we got towards the end, you know, you had this moment where it wasn't really a song. It was more of a storytelling of you have you have Mirabelle and you have Abuela. Mm-hmm. And she's kind of, I mean, in a sense, telling Mirabelle about her her story. Like, yeah. here's what happened to me. This is what, like, and I think it kind of speaks to why Abuela, I mean, yes, she's very, I feel like very abusive in this in this movie. But I think she tries to explain herself a little bit in terms of here's why I am so terrified of um, our house and our gifts going I have away. Thoughts about that because this is what I started out with, and I'm terrified that if we lose this, like I think she yeah. sees that as like a failure. Like her family's going to be right, you know, going away. Which I'm like, okay, I can I can almost understand that because I feel like if you're comparing this to a real life situation, mm-hmm. I don't feel like a lot of adult adults even mature enough to sit down with like their kids or, or other family members and, exp- and like say, hey, here is my self-realization of why I am the way I am. Right. Like, a lot of people never get to that point. I mean, yeah, you could definitely say that that's a positive. But at the end of the day, your trauma and your abuse does not forgive you for abusing others like you know like you We're getting very deep here today <laughs> no, but it's true like i know this is just a disney movie yeah. or whatever but like what you don't understand is like again and i've talked about this with like maid and you know stuff like that that again mental abuse and emotional abuse are barely recognized by a lot of people and no one understands how severe that can be to someone's psyche and like mental health is so important and that basically like from a very young age to an adulthood, <clears throat> if you don't get that basically worked out, like that can completely ruin your entire oh, life and totally agree. and shape your relationships moving forward. And the way Wayla treats everybody in the family, and which everyone says at some point in time, is like they are under such immense pressure to constantly be perfect, to constantly do everything for everyone in the family, plus everyone in the entire town. And Abuela is so judgmental, and she puts so much on everyone's feet to con- like everyone's basically afraid of her. And um, you know, but then she's like, oh. Well, it's because, like, my husband died in front of me, and I was given this gift to start a new life, and now I'm terrified of that gift going away. And it's like, I'm glad that you recognize that, but at the same time, like, you've been doing this, like, your children are 50 now. You've been doing this for 50 years? Like, that's not okay, and you don't just get to, like, be forgiven in a fucking day, but, like... 
I guess, I don't know. I don't know how long it took them to build that house. No, I have no idea. No idea. No (laughs) idea. That time lapse, I'm like. It could have been a day. It could have been three years. I have no idea. No No concept Um, of what that is. But yeah, I was just, I was a little bit frustrated by that because I was like, that does not forgive Abuela. Like, that's not, <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, you know, like I've gone through my own shit, but I'm not going to put that on someone else's feet. You know, like that's not fair. So, yeah. no, anyways. I mean, I think that, I think that makes complete sense. And then um, I'm trying to think of what, uh, I don't know what I was going to say next, something else there. But anyway, Jade, where would you put this film in terms of ranking? You know, I think this one's a gem. I didn't, really? yeah, I didn't put it as a treasure um, simply because like I, I, wonderful as this film is and how great it is like to me personally this isn't like the height of filmmaking so you know it's it's a fun movie um it's one that's going to be i think recognized for a very long time it's like a disney classic the songs again were really really good but um yeah so for me it's it's just gem really i've struggled with this like i I was thinking about just as we were talking here like i feel like i want to put this in, in a treasure because not and I think it just—I think it has to do with nostalgia for me. I'm going to be honest because <laughs> I don't know if this is the pinnacle. Because I mean, I'm not going to say like this is not Toy Story, right? Like, and when I say Toy Story, I mean like this is not new animation, like brand new technology that's mind blowing or anything right. like that. And it's a story we're, we're kind of familiar with in a different way. And I think in the ways that are different are are great for a new generation. Like, yeah. honestly, I think this if this was really a Gen Z, one of the characters would have been like bisexual or something. Like Isabella <laughs> would have been bisexual. But I mean, like, I don't think Disney's gotten I that liberal yet. I have like wanted that. I kind of wanted that too. But like, I don't think Disney's <laughs> that liberal yet to really take that step. I mean, I think uh... we're getting Hispanic characters, which I think is about as liberal as they can be right now. But um, anyway. Slow but steady. Slow but steady. Like, we're only 20 years behind. But... Um, <laughs> I think that Encounters Me is a treasure because, honestly, I think that if, for nostalgia for me, this is going to be up with those Disney classics, and I think we're going to be revisiting that. I like, just don't think this touched me in the same way. Really? Yeah. I, it really did for me. Like, I, I don't know why. Like, I think this is a very interesting family story. for me, I didn't get the redemption that I wanted. You know, I feel like I read the Disney True. story. And Has more of a, an arc an at the arc, end? An arc, and, and yeah, and also I felt, you know, like I... I cried a little bit for this because I cried for Mirabelle. Like when she finally stands up to Abuela, like I felt that so much the way she like spoke. But to me, in the end, I was like, this didn't feel like complete. Well, like you know they why? All came together. You know why, Jade? Because this is what I was. This is what I was gonna say before we went into our rating. Okay. Why the fuck did Mirabelle not get a goddamn gift? That's what I'm she saying. She saved the fucking house. I, I. That's what I think. It just it doesn't feel that like was robbery. A, a that was robbery. A true conclusion. Well, then I'm also confused. The ending is so ambiguous because she puts on the doorknob and the house turns to magic and then there is a carving on the front door of the entire family. So I'm like, okay. So did Mirabel finally get her gift and then her gift is the door and maybe she's like the... The abuela? Well, I was like, maybe she's the foundation for the family. Like maybe she... Does abuela have a gift? I don't... That's the thing. They just never explained. Is never explained. I don't know if Abuela's, she has a room. I don't know if Abuela's gift is to give others gifts through the candle. Interesting. I didn't like, think about that until just now. She just ha- does have a, That's what I'm saying. It's like it, it feels very ambiguous to me. And then to me, I'm like, that's not. I don't know. That's not a great ending. And then in the end, they tried to show all the doors, and the doors didn't have carvings. Now they just glowed. <laughs> now, okay. Now you're. You know, I, I can't. This is too much. This is too much. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I'm saying, Josh. And that's why for me, I was like, I just didn't get the same sense of damn it, Jade. Here's the conclusion. Here's like the the character arc or the redemption story that I wanted and needed. And then, like I said, even though I was 
upset when, you know, about what was going on with Mirabelle, I don't feel like I had that strong enough. Like, I cried so much in Toy Story. <laughs> and I still do. Yes, because it's great. It's, it's, it's a great, great movie. But, like, I just wasn't that, I don't know. It wasn't the same for me. I, again, Encanto, mm. wonderful movie. It's a gem. You know what? I'm, st- I'm sticking with it. I'm staying You're with it. Staying I'm with staying treasure? with it. I'm staying All with right. treasure. All right. And I think, it, you know what? Honestly, not because of the ending. I'm just going to forget we just had this conversation <laughs> about the last three minutes. But, like, I think it's because... We're finally getting some diversity in, like, mm. real diversity, I feel like, yeah. in Disney films. And I feel like this is a, a new generation of animation that we can look forward to and hopefully yeah. get to the point where you'll give it a... Because I didn't feel that way. There, there's been other, I think, instances of this with Pixar and Disney where they've tried to be more diverse. Mm-hmm. They've tried to bring in other cultures. But I think, to me, this is the first one that really went, oh... I think they've done it. Like, I think they're they're starting to hit the mark kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, you know? I can agree yeah. on that. Ah. Well, well, let's just say this. Watch Peacemaker. Watch Encanto. <laughs> that was our review of Encanto now playing on Disney+. Plus. The magic is in danger. We gotta get out of here! We must protect our home. We must protect our family. This is my chance. I will save the magic. Wait. How do I save the magic? I'm losing my gift! Mirabel, the fate of the family is gonna come down to you. I can't do this. Let me help you. The rats told me everything. And once again, that was our movie review of Encanto. To, am I am I saying that okay? With yeah, a, encanto. The, encanto, encanto. I'm very very <laughs> bad at Spanish. Oddly enough, like it's, that's so crazy. It's me, so Josh. crazy. Like I just I can't get it right for most of the point. But usually, I want to ask a quick question. I didn't ask in the beginning of the show. How many episodes of a show do you think you need to watch before you can give it a fair judgment? I feel like three or four. I, you know what I mean? Like I, I think three. Like, yeah. like I honestly think three. And, and you know, I think there's some shows like we talked about. I need to go back and watch maybe two more episodes of Reservation Dogs. Mm, it's right. getting a lot of attention. But you know what I watch? Because I was ready to pass judgment on it, Jade. <laughs> Tell me if I, I want to hear some of your opinions real quick. But okay. like finally broke down and watch it for you. One uh. of a friend of the show, Mike Beckemeyer, has been saying, I watch the show. I love it. This is the kind of filmmaking I want to do. And like I watched episode one mm-hmm. and I immediately was like, I don't know if I can watch anymore. Yeah. I said, I don't know if I can watch anymore because I was like, mm-hmm. you know what I'm tired of? You know, I'm tired of Hollywood convincing us that high schoolers are 25 year olds. Ugh. I'm tired of it. Like, yeah. like, like, look, like no one in high school is doing what these kids are doing. That, that no. That's my gripe about this show already. Like, I'm tired of it. Yeah, that's like, one of my top gripes stop, too. Stop telling us that, you know, especially men, stop telling men that high schoolers are these sexual objects all these actors are 25 years old. Like, you can't tell me that anyone in that show is below the age of, like, 23, right? Like, come on. No, of course not. Also, like, the drug use, I get that as they go on in the season, they do kind of try to paint it in negative light, but I'm like, can we stop glorifying drug use, too? Like, we like everyone's yeah. done drugs at some point in their life, right? Like, most people. Like, even yeah. if you've done prescription drugs, like, it's not cool. Like, I mean, hey, if, you, if that's your thing, you want to do it? Cool. Well, also, like, if not, I mean, doing everyone drinks. these kinds of drugs who's doing in these high guys? school? Thank, thank you, Jay. Thank you. Because, look, I feel like anyone who's oh gone God. to college or even high school, like, you've seen someone do weed. Maybe you've seen someone do shrooms. Maybe or like, a little bit of, like, Molly. Coke, something like, Coke, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, but, like, if someone brought out 
fucking fentanyl. Like, like some of these hardcore like fucking ketamine, drugs. Like ketamine, fentanyl. Ketamine, I'd be like, like whoa. Oxy. I'm sorry. Like, where are we? Because no. Like, no. Yeah. Go. Please leave. Like, anyway. But I will say. I stuck around Jade for three episodes, and and I get it. Like I think from someone who enjoys filmmaking, this is an interesting series yeah. because I do actually enjoy how they tell the story in some ways. Like it gets really artsy in some episodes. Like you get kind of these interesting juxtapositions, and like I think the colors, like the, the actual cinematography of the show, yeah. is very interesting. But aside from the gripes that I have, I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a fair shot. I, I've watched three episodes. I'm gonna give it a season. See if I can really get into. So it. So I've watched the first season, and I hate this show. <laughs> um, personally, I agree on. I've always thought the cinematography was really great, and the use of like light and color, yeah, and a great. lot of like it's the really costuming good. and makeup. But um, even the storytelling, I feel like, is interesting. The way they tell the, the storytelling story. is fucking god awful. I hate it. Um, it's so annoying because I'm like, again, it's one of those things of like, what am I watching? Can we fucking hurry the story along? Like what, what, like, why am I watching this girl zone the fuck out for 12 hours Uh. on drugs? I don't want to go on a trip with her. I don't care. Yeah. And like, again, I, this is very much glorifying drugs. I know they try to paint in this negative light because Rue was like, you ruined my life. (laughs) drug addict and like no. you made yourself a drug yeah, addict yeah. and i know addiction is a disease but like you have to fucking own up to it that's the first step and on top of that too it's this idea of like no one's ever fucking doing homework everyone's <laughs> yeah. always high going i do to love school. that i do love that like and never would happen like none of that would ever happen they're like, all still going to class yeah. and i'm like you would be failing and not only that but like the teachers absolutely would know that you're on drugs yes. they would call in your parents yes. they would get the fucking cops involved and none of that happens there's like zero to little well, consequences for these children you know the other reason i started watching the show jay is because again i think it's my, the tiktok influence on my life like everyone is making fun well, of the show and i like i felt like i needed to watch at least yes, one they're season making fun of it for a good reason I, I love the part where they're like uh, someone did a whole video on the costumes, the clothing that they're wearing, and yes. they're like, "Oh, let me just throw on this top." And like, they go through each piece of clothing that the character is wearing, and they're like, "This is a seventeen hundred dollar outfit. This is yes. a three thousand dollar outfit." Yeah. Like, literally every outfit they wear in the show and is thousands of dollars. That's the other thing too that kills me is it's like there I'm is go do drugs. Dress I'm gonna put on four thousand dollars for the clothes. Still a thing in school <laughs> if you're going to a yes. pu- like. A public high school still has dress code. You don't get to wear a crop top. Like, that's just not a thing. And I hate when they try to portray this because I'm like, this is not what teenagers are. Maybe in their off time. You know, Jade, I think this just means we haven't had guests on the show. We're going to get, I think we're going to get Mike and a couple other people to come back on the show. Talk about some of this. Maybe we can get him to talk about it for you. Maybe he can defend it and be here and say, this is why it's good. And, you know, we hear other opinions. But, you know, Jade, I thought, I was thinking, I know it's January. (laughs) I know this early in the year. But one of the things I started doing some throwback watches, uh, you know, the whole Harry Potter ep- saga, I guess you could say, is on HBO right now. I'm to movie seven right now. Mm-hmm. Really have some strong opinions. We're going to talk about this next time because I really have some strong opinions now that I've watched it just recently. <laughs> but I thought this could be an interesting time next week for a throwback movie. And I was thinking Daniel Radcliffe, my ma- brain made this connection. What do you think about doing Guns Akimbo next week? I love Guns Akimbo. 
Um, and Samara Weaving is in that too, and I yes. love her and everything. So I'm totally down for Gun Perfect. Kimbo. Let's, Let's do, do it. it because like <laughs> we're on a run now. I feel like of decent films. I'm feeling yes. good about this. Like yeah. I-, I loved Encanto, Tender Bar. We both know Guns Akimbo is solid. Mm-hmm. Let's do it. So next week, tune in. We're gonna do Guns Akimbo starring Daniel Radcliffe and Sarah Samara Weaving. Samara Weaving. Damn it! <laughs> no, I said so Sarah. Close. No, it was so close. Anyway, Jade, anything you want to tell the folks before we uh, take off? Yeah, uh, you can follow us on our socials, uh, Instagram, Facebook, uh, TikTok, Twitter, and you can find us on OurTasteIsTrash.com. I swear I will update that soon. And um, we are (laughs) trying to get better about socials, so um, we're doing some kind of fun, interesting things on there. So check us out. Check us out. So uh, we'll be back next week, and uh, I think we got through the show. I'm I'm 67% sure. We got through this entire show without any phone. God, your percentage vibration. just keeps going down. It keeps going down. I'm uncompetent now. Not inspiring now. confidence. Anyway, we'll see. Let us know if you hear a phone buzz. I don't think it is. But anyway, we'll be back next week when we'll be reviewing Guns Akimbo. We'll see you then. To get ourselves a treat.